What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Another episode of You Gotta Love Sport Podcast. I'm Ryan Moffitt with Mark Himmelsbach here. We have a lot to talk about today. Sports are back, and we're just going to give you guys an update here with what's going on with the major sports today. So to kick off, Mark's going to give us a, a little NHL update here. Yeah, what's going on, guys? It's definitely been uh, good to be back here. August 1st really started the, uh, the plethora of sports on TV and sports all day long, and um, it's been great to just have some sports back on the TV again. But, yeah, to start off with the NHL, I think we talked about it last time. The, they're also doing a bubble like the NBA. Uh, the Eastern Conference is playing in the in Toronto, and the Western Conference in, Edmont- in Edmonton. Um, so both the bubbles in Canada, and so far it's been good with – they haven't had any positive – COVID-19 tests, so they're doing well in that aspect. Um, in terms of the actual hockey, it's been it's been great so far. Um, I think we talked about it last time as well, the format of what they're doing, uh, the best of five series for the five seed to the 12 seeds. Um, so far, it's been – I mean, there was a couple upsets. Day one, my Pens lost to the Canadians as the, the 12 seed, the Canadians, and the Blackhawks also won uh, as the 12 seed against the Edmonton Oilers. Um, both teams even the series up last night. Um, the Flames and the Winnipeg Jets also evened up that series at 1-1. Um, I think the only series that's 2-0 right now is the uh, Hurricanes and the Rangers. Um, that's kind of been a lopsided series. Henrik Lundqvist is like 40, and he's just doesn't look like he's a top-level NHL goalie anymore. But um, there's also been the round-robin games. The Philadelphia Flyers beat the Bruins – uh, in their first round robin game, those games are spaced out a little more. I think the Flyers play again Thursday. Um, the other games have kind of been going every other day. Um, the Lightning also beat the Caps yesterday, or yeah, yesterday in double overtime. Um, so they, I think they only play each other once. Uh, so they only play three games, but so that'll be important in terms of seeding. And after the after the qualifying best of five series games are over they'll be reseeded. Um, so say a 12 seed wins, the 12 seed would then play the one seed. It's not in, in uh, solidified bracket form. Um, and then out West, the Golden Knights came back and beat the Dallas Stars yesterday, 5-3. And uh, so, yeah, the the playoffs have been off to a great start. Technically, it's not even the playoffs yet, but it's they've been playing intense. Um, it's certainly been – been different to watch it without fans but i think um they're doing a great job presenting it in a different way um and so i'm really excited as the playoffs keep going on um there's been like six games a day which has been great um and they've been a lot of them have been televised so i think the nhl is doing a great job and i'm excited to see it uh moving forward here yeah unlike the nhl the mlb which i'm going to talk about now is is not doing as great as far as um, the COVID stuff. They, the commissioner threatened a couple of days ago to stop the season if if this doesn't get under control. Uh, we saw the Marlins early on have a, a bunch of positive tests within their organization. And now it's kind of going through the Cardinals as well. Um, but other than that, um, we have we have baseball and it's back. So we'll take a look at the standings here, the Yankees and – Yanks and the Dodgers both looking both looking really good early on, looking like the teams that they're supposed to be. Um, Aaron Judge is on fire early on. The Yankees are eight and one. 
Um, he's got six homers, and they're playing really well. Um, staying in that division, the Red Sox, terrible start. They have <laughs> no pitching. Um, they're three and seven, and it's not looking good for them. But surprised in that division, the the Orioles. They're they're five and three so far, but they're one of the worst teams in the MLB last year, and and so far they're they're off to a pretty good start. It was a uh, it was interesting. The first the first weekend, the three teams with the worst records last year all won won the the series to start. So now it's the Marlins, the Orioles, and the Tigers. I believe yeah, the Tigers beat the Reds, Orioles beat the Red Sox, and the uh, Marlins beat the Phillies. And Marlins haven't played since um, because of all the coronavirus stuff. But um, something is interesting there to start the season. Dodgers, like I said, looking really good. Um, in the news recently, Joe Kelly, uh, you know, he's been suspended eight games for, you know, what he was doing. He's taunting uh, the Astros, Astros players, um, when he threw behind them. And eight games is a lot, especially especially when you're playing 60 games. Um, it's almost like a six of the season right there. But, yeah. Um, they're still they're still looking like a, a prime World Series contender. Um, one other thing, just talk about quick Otani on the Angels. Um, he talk about a rough start for him. He um, was supposed to be their their two way player, right? Played uh, bat in the DH spot and, and be a really good pitcher for him. But his first start, he didn't record any outs and he left a bunch of runs. And his next outing, he got hurt, so he's only pitched a. Uh, one and two thirds all year, and now they're saying he he's probably going to be shut down from pitching all season, and he'll only bat. So, really, kind of disappointing for the Angels there. Moving on now to the NBA, lots been happening there. Yeah, lots of lots of good basketball being played down in Orlando. Um, like that, like the NHL, um, they're in a bubble down there. Walt Disney World, and they've been doing great so far as well. Um, they had a slight incident with Lou Williams leaving, going to a gentleman's club. But uh, I think he's doing – I think he's back and he's quarantining. Um, other than that, though, I think they've been reporting no positive coronavirus tests, which is really good. Um, uh, they're in the midst of their eight-game kind of regular season playoff tune-up. Um it's starting to become clear which teams are going to be coming in the playoffs, which what the seeding's going to look like. Um, the Lakers just clinched the one seed last night out west, um, and but they also lost to the Raptors the other night in a really good game, um, it, which could be a potential finals preview. Um, and without, I think the like the NHL, the NBA is doing a <clears throat> really good job of presentations, and they're having like those virtual fans in the background. Um, making it feel like a normal game, even though it isn't. But, uh, yeah, it's been really intense, uh, more intense than I thought it would be without fans. And I think the players are doing a really good job uh, putting putting on a good show out there and playing hard. Yeah, I agree. A um, couple of teams that, that look good, uh, the Bucks, Raptors, um, like you already said. Uh, that, the Eastern Conference, it, it should be pretty interesting um, come playoff time. I think there are a handful of teams that – that could that could win that and it just it's going to come down to who you know who's playing their best basketball in in a couple of weeks or so um 
which is going to be fun to watch. Like you said, Lakers clinched. Um, Anthony Davis, he's playing pretty well. Uh, LeBron, not so well. But I, you know, me, I have I have faith that, you know, once once the playoffs start, LeBron, he's going to kick it into another gear here. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think that that opening night game between the Lakers and the Clippers was awesome. Um, I think the battle between the Clippers and the Lakers is kind of – I mean, it's basically, I think, between those two to come out of the West. And the Clippers didn't, even, the Clippers didn't have Lou Williams or uh, Montrezl Harrell that night, um, which were which are like two key role players for them. Um, so it'll be, it'll be fun to watch if, if they meet again, but at full strength both sides. Because obviously the Lakers are, are missing Rondo and Avery Bradley didn't decide to opt out. So the Lakers are missing some key pieces too. Um, but Anthony, like you said, Anthony Davis and LeBron have been just carrying them and willing them to, to some wins. Um, I think the Rockets have been playing well. Russell Westbrook and James Harden leading them. I think they shot – watched them the other night, they shot like 63s, which is crazy. But that's just the way they play now. Unbelievable, yeah. The tallest players, like 6'5", I think. Um, uh, but but they, they ended up winning that game. Um, and – that's just the way they play, and it's kind of the way the NBA has been evolving in the small ball, getting as many threes up as you can. Um, so, yeah, the West and the East, I think, have potential to, to – I think some teams have potential to surprise us this year, and, uh, yeah, the playoffs should be fun. Yeah, I think there are some dangerous teams in the West. For sure, the the Lakers and the Clippers still, obviously – the the big favorites to to be playing in the Western Conference Finals, but mm-hmm. similar teams um, that that interest me. You know, you said the Rockets. I think the Jazz. Um, yeah. Even I mean the Grizzlies. I mean, yeah. we'll see if if like who gets that eight spot because if the nine the nine seed I think has to finish within four games of the eight seed, and if that happens, and they have like a little play in, um, yeah. So that. That could be fun, especially if if the Pelicans are in that because because of Zion, of course, he's a beast. By the way, wow, he's, a, he's <laughs> throwing yeah. his body around, knocking people over like crazy. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those those the Grizzlies and the Pelicans are so fun to watch. Um, just that they have so much potential and youth on that team that um, I do, I do hope that they get a chance in the playoffs this year, at least one of them. Because um, I think although the Lakers would probably probably beat them, I think they'd make it a fun series, um, which is kind of different from out East where I think the Nets are the eight seed right now. And they just have absolutely no one that came to the bubble. Um, so, but yeah, the, the, the depth at West is certainly, certainly really good and um, has potential for a couple upsets out there. Yeah. That's going to be fun to watch. No doubt. All right. Now on to the NFL. Um, a lot has happened since we last talked to you guys, um, including a lot of people starting to opt out for this season. Um, the opt out date is now Thursday, so um, I'm sure we'll see a couple more, a couple more players decide to to opt out before then. And there are some notable players: um, Damian Williams, C.J. Mosley, Nate Solder, and then a whole bunch of Patriots thing was like eight of them, including Patrick Chung and Dante Hightower. What do you think of that? Yeah, it was, um, I certainly expected a, a good amount of players to opt out, but then seeing the Patriots, it it all happened in a matter of like a day where 
six or seven of them just decided to opt out. Um, and then, of course, the conspiracy theory started swarming about Belichick, you know, tell them not to play because they want to tank or something like that. But I don't think any of that's any of, the, any of that's true. Um, I think Belichick will be playing to win this year. Um, but, yeah, the the deadline not being Thursday, I think, like you said, there will probably be a couple more. Um, I, I think Juwan James was the most recent one yesterday. Uh, I think he was projected to be the Broncos starting right tackle this year. Um, a couple other players, which I'm sure disappointed the fans. I mean, um, a couple of these players just signed like free agent contracts this year and then decided to opt out. But I think it's perfectly reasonable for these guys to opt out. Players like Marquise Goodwin, uh, the Eagles, who has lost a couple, yeah, has lost a lost a kid, um, and just wants to be with his family. It's completely understandable. Um, so yeah, I mean, I see people saying that they should treat these opt-out players as like preseason injuries, which always happen. Um, but I don't know because I think players will still end up getting hurt in training camp too. So um, I think some of these rosters will be more depleted than we think going into the regular season, which I'm hoping actually happens without a bubble as we see in the MLB. I'm, I want to say I'd be lying if I said I wasn't worried about the season actually being completed in its full, um, but I'm holding out hope. Yeah, for sure. I mean, a bubble with, with the NFL for, for that long is virtually impossible. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll all be hoping that we get a season, but quickly to touch on what you were talking about with the Patriots. I mean, now, now Cam Newton's definitely going to have his work cut out for him with, <laughs> with a team that's not nearly as good as it, it could have been. Um, so we're going to definitely see how that works out for yeah. Belichick. Yeah. What do you say we talk about also the Jamal Adams trade? Um, which oh, yeah. happened probably a couple of days after our last episode. Um, so Adams got dealt to the Seahawks, two first rounders, I believe a third rounder as well in there, and yeah. uh, McDougal yeah. um, got sent to the Jets for Jamal Adams. Um, my initial reaction right off the bat was uh, I thought the Jets won, and I still think the Jets won the trade overall. Um if you think about what the Seahawks Seahawks gave up, two first rounders, a third rounder, they also now have to essentially pay Jamal Adams a lot of money, make him the highest paid safety probably of all time. Um, with Russell Wilson already having a large contract, um, Jamal Adams definitely a really good player, one of the best safeties in the league. But I mean, two first and a third is a lot to give up. But then again, you look at some of the Seahawks first round picks in the last couple of years haven't been too great. And you, you got to think that these first round picks will be later, later in the, in the round, you know, probably late twenties, mid twenties. Um, but the Seahawks definitely made this trade with the intention of winning a Super Bowl in the next couple of years. And Jamal Adams certainly instantly makes that defense better than it was. So what do you think? Yeah. I think if Jamal Adams plays, um, you know, how he's capable of playing, I think the Seahawks will, will definitely be happy. Um, they made this trade. I mean, and for the Jets, if, he didn't want to be there anyway, so they got some stuff for him, which I don't blame them at all, especially because they're probably not – I mean, they're not going to win now, this year, obviously. And then maybe a couple of years, they got a couple more pieces and, and they can put together a team. And he's still got Sam Darnold, young quarterback. Um, so, I mean, we'll see. Um, I like it for I like it for the Seahawks, though, because, like you said, if they want to win now, uh, they just got a, a big playmaker – um, but I think he, 
his contract's one or two more years, right? I think. Yeah, I think it's. I think it might be one more. Um, yeah, I think yeah, twenty twenty one. I think he said he will play on. He doesn't need an extension yet or something. Now that he's on a team that he wants to be on, so. Yeah. So hopefully for the Seahawks' sake that he sticks around. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, if as as the weeks went by, I, you realize it's it was a win win for both teams. Um, yeah, I'd say, I like I think Seahawks probably gave up a little more than I would have liked, but they they got the player they wanted. Um, so, yeah. Something else to, to mention quickly as far as uh, off season moves: Lashawn McCoy um, signed with the Buck. Um, so that I mean, if he can stay healthy, he gives Brady an option, uh, a pass catching back that we know Brady likes so much. And I mean, if he can stay healthy, that could be uh, productive for for the Bucks there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think I think Lashawn McCoy probably got a little left in the tank there, and he probably won't be playing every down. Probably not even close to that. Maybe used on third down situations. Um, certain pass, you know, pass, pass first plays and stuff like that. Um, and I think they can find a, he'll find a role in that offense and uh, be able to help Tom Brady out. Um, but yeah, just another, yet again, another weapon for Tom Brady. Um, that Bucks offense should be pretty good this year. Um, if everyone can stay healthy and uh, yeah, the Buccaneers are going to be one of the teams to watch um, in that NFC South. Them and the Saints will be battling for first down there. Yep, I completely agree with you there. All right, last thing for today, top 100, uh, the NFL top 100 list came out. Um, obviously, I think the players vote on this, right? Yep, yep. Just yeah. So I was, I mean, I was surprised with <laughs> with the list. Um, a couple of things in particular, but I think we'll start with. Lamar Jackson being number one. I mean, I, I understand why, you know, he's the MVP. But when I look at – when I think about who is the best player, I mean, I immediately go to Patrick Mahomes. So, I don't know. I'm not sure if that's just me or what. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think – well, Mahomes was fourth, right? Yeah, four. That's crazy. Yeah, so they had Russell Wilson ahead of him too. And, I mean, it's just – it's uh, there's there's flaws every year because the players certain have certain have certain biases, um, but yeah, that was very surprising to me, and I think I certainly would have put Mahomes number one, um, but I understand the players seeing an argument to put Lamar and Russell ahead of them after the seasons they had, but like you said, the clear number one is a player that the player that led his team to a Super Bowl victory, and I think he deserved to be number one. Yeah, I, I think the Super Bowl should should count for for yeah. something, you know. Um, I don't know, but we'll see. I mean, can Lamar do what he did last year? I don't think so. I mean, I'm not. I think you're the same way. I'm not a huge Lamar Jackson guy. Yeah, what he did last year was was incredible, but I don't think he can keep that up, especially without getting hurt. Uh, I still. Yeah. So I don't fully believe in him as a passer, especially when you compare him to, to Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. Like, it's not even close for me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I was su- also surprised, like, that Russell Wilson was ahead of him. I mean, I loved Russell Wilson a lot. Like, for the my rankings, quarterbacks, those two are one and two, like Mahomes and Wilson. But I'm surprised that, that he was voted – he was actually voted higher. Yeah, I think so, too, especially if we think about how the players voted on it. I think a lot of us think Russell Wilson is kind of an underrated guy, but – it's clear that the 
players around the league respect him, um, which is a good thing because he is, like you, I mean, I, I agree with you there. He's top two in the league. I think he's very good and he's carried that Seahawks team for a long time. Now the Legion of Boom's gone. He's kind of shifted the the emphasis to the offensive side with, with his abilities. Um, but yeah, uh, I think another, I think another notable uh, kind of ranking for me was having Tom Brady still being like top, I think it was 14th, which was kind of surprising to me, um, especially coming off a season where he was, I'd probably say average, average quarterback in the league. And he still was ranked very high, which shows you the players around the league still respect him very much and think highly of him. He was ahead of Rodgers, right? I think he was, yes. Yeah, I think he was a couple of spots ahead of Rodgers and then I think two spots behind Breeze. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess I think some of that definitely has to do with um, just like him being Tom Brady and, you know, him being around for how many ever years and, and just being dominant for that long. But, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you as far as just like last year. I don't think he was what, 14th, the 14th best player or whatever his ranking was. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Some other quarterbacks I, that like stuck out to me on this list. I mean, Josh Allen and Kyler Murray both on the list. Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan are not that, especially Carson Wentz. I, I'm just, I don't know. I think that, yeah, that one, I saw, once I saw Josh Allen on the list, I, I knew it was, it was going to be a rough, rough top 100 because. You know, you know me more than anyone. I think Josh Allen just is. I don't even think he's a top twenty quarterback in the league, and to have him as a top one hundred player overall is just completely insane to me. Um, Kyler Murray, um, also kind of out of left field. I think, I th- I think Kyler Murray is better than Josh Allen is after only one year. I think Kyler Murray has the potential to be a really good player, but putting him on the list after one season where he had a pretty good rookie year, but over like you said, over Wentz, Matt Ryan. Um, I mean, I just – I didn't really get that at all. Um, I just don't see how a player can vote him ahead of those guys, you know. Yeah, after one year for, for Kyler Murray, like you said, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, his potential, he could be really good this year. He could take a tremendous jump um, from a good rookie season. But Carson Wentz, I guess, I don't know, maybe the injuries factored into it, but – when he plays, he's he's a really good quarterback, and and I don't think the Eagles even had had many other players on on the list. I I know um, they had Zach Ertz there, but mm-hmm. I don't know if they had any other guys. So if if they have no other players on the top one hundred, and and Carson Wentz is leading them to the playoffs and stuff like that, you would think that he gets some more credit, but I guess not. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I think I think Fletcher Cox might have been on there, but even that doesn't add anything for Wentz because it just shows that they didn't really have anything on offense last year, and he still managed to get him to the playoffs, which I think deserves a top one hundred ranking in, in itself. Um, but but yeah, uh, like sure. you said, the players sometimes just. I think certainly if other if experts or people around the league, front office members voted, I think it would be a little different. Um, so, I mean, even even Dak Prescott was in the I think he was forty five. He was here forty five. Yeah. He was somewhere around there. But I mean, him versus Carson Wentz—that's a 
that's even a discussion. I mean, we're not going to get into that right now, but you could have yeah. a whole debate about those two guys. And, and for, for Dak to be ranked so high in the top half and, and Carson not to be on, I don't know. It, it just doesn't seem right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right, everybody. Thanks for coming in and tuning in to another episode of You Gotta Love Sport. Um, hope you guys stay safe out there and just keep uh, enjoying the sports as they – they keep on going here in the month of August. Um, we'll get into the into the good good uh, portions of the playoffs here in the NBA and NHL. MLB season are winding down, of course. NFL season, man, can't wait for it to start up in September. Training camps are open. Um, we can't wait to keep bringing you more more content. Be on the lookout for some of our fantasy rankings, our predictions here coming up. Uh, so yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. You gotta love sport. Yep, thanks for tuning in and. We are going to be coming out with another episode here on Friday um, talking all things fantasy football. So that's going to be really, really fun. I'm excited for that one. Can't wait.